So, welcome to this week's episode of It's All Fun and Games, the official GameZo podcast. I'm Dan, the head writer at GameZo, and this week, just like every other week, if you've watched any of the other episodes, I'm joined by Ross. Ross, how are you? Hello. I guess we're starting now. Yeah, we'll just go. You, you kind of threw it off by like starting it and then stopping and then hey, you know the BRB sign on Twitch. The, Again, a reminder, if you're listening to the podcast, live yeah, on Twitch. We're live on Twitch every Sunday, right around 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's where we are now. So there might be some situations where we're we're showing things and attempting our very best to yeah. to explain it to you. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I don't know. It's going. I'm tired. I am tired, Ross. How are you? You've been uh, you've been struggling playing uh, playing the dad role, oh, dad setting life. up some. I don't know. All right. So what is this thing that you've been building? So I, a, I, I know we have the section where it's what have you been playing recently? But we know you don't play video games. So what have you been doing recently? Well, what have you been building, Dan? Yeah. Um, this week, I built a brand new desk, which I'm sitting at in, in my room, which is pretty good. It was very easy. It's just a steel Z frame construction with a nice, uh, you know, sturdy top so we get a new gaming section i moved my uh gaming sim racing cockpit up from the basement to the bedroom so i'm putting that back together the two pieces and adding a um an attached screen mount so i can have have that good to go um and then the the one you're really pushing for is i've been building a pergola okay so what is this if you if you're unfamiliar with a pergola it's um it's what People, usually of the Caucasian variety, put in their backyard. (laughs) Um, It's like hashtag white people stuff for real. It's um, you got four posts, right? So to to explain this, you have four like eight foot tall posts, and then you have a square frame on the top, and then across that frame go slats to give you shading. Pergola. So it's just an awning, basically. Yeah. It's it's okay. a it's a fancy awning, so um been been building that this morning. I'm waiting on the Home Depot to to get your boy his power drill so I can finish. Everything's in place. Um, I just have to put some screws down. So so that's what I've been I've been building. Um, oh, you know, real quick before we go into what we've been playing, upfront reminder: if you've been watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, whatever you know, follow it, like it. Give us the oh, five there stars. There we go. There give, we give go. Give us the five stars. Call to action up front. We don't want to make you wait an hour and a half to be reminded to give us those five stars. So so set that up. But I've also been playing some games, Ross. This All right. Is- well, this is this is my favorite part, right? So like you sit here and you're like, yeah, I've been playing this uh this game. It's called uh, Intense Dragon King Night Lord. It's uh no one's ever heard of it before. It's like sixty cents on Steam. Uh, I'm I'm friends with the developer because they DM'd me once, and I'm doing a review for it. And like three people are gonna read it, but you know, give it a try. It's on Congregate.com. It's not on Congregate. <laughs> um, to be fair, the last sixty cent game I talked about, I I was not very nice to. So um, and okay. I don't know the developer. So um, but yeah, I've been. Playing three things, Valorant. Yeah, playing Valorant. Okay, so that's that is not uh, that's free. Actually, it's not actually going to cost you any money. So play that one if you can. Um, I've been playing, and you know because you watched me stream it, the um, Startup Company, which is a yep. it's a strategy game, strategy simulator game where you start a tech company and you have to grow it from literally being an eighteen year old with no employees to a multi billion dollar. Um, 
company, and that that's been fun. I played it Monday for a bit on stream, like two or three hours, and then I actually played it like Thursday night, like for a long time, like a really long time. It's fun if you're into those games. If you're into like the um, game dev story or any of the tycoon style games, it's similar to that. It's like startup tycoon, basically. Um, it's fun. It's like thirteen bucks. Um, did you ever buy a whiteboard for your? I did. Deck? I did. I got a whiteboard, and I, you know, the best part about that game is any amount of unhappiness can be fixed with a bonus. Like any employee who's mad, there's like a dollar amount to make them unmad, which yeah. is fantastic. So um, very realistic. Didn't need the whiteboard for a, a while, but I eventually did get the whiteboard. Um, what really screwed me up is I recently, I got my first manager. So you have to attach like three people to them. And then you no longer tell those people what to do. The manager oh, no. has to set up like a production plan for them. So like you manage the manager and then the manager manages them. And I had a hard time letting go of the, the, um, the kind of the <laughs> much the very, like real life. Yeah. The micro like management portion of that, um, was just tough because I'm still like relatively small. The game wasn't making me get a manager. I just thought it would make my life easier, but the team's sub 20 people. So it's actually easier for me to just control the flow of everybody than try to like off put it to the manager. I feel um, like you're going to say that when you have a hundred people in there. No, you're that's like, yeah. It was easier for me to just click them all. The, the guy wasn't listening to me. We didn't share the same vision. Yeah. Fired. fired. I did fire my first person though. Was it the uh, was the girl kept asking for the whiteboard? No, I had too many sales reps. I, I broke. Wow. Basically, you can sell banners, um, text ads, or video ads based on a time slot, and then uh, you prospect based on how many people kind of are on your app during that time slot. And I broke it into five time slots, and what I ended up with were like two eighty thousand people like time slots that were worth three dollars per mil for, per mil, which is per thousand. But like if I fired one person made that 160,000 person time slot it became like five dollars per thousand Ooh, yeah making so, money moves yeah so um, i'm up to like positive 100k per month which is pretty Ooh, good okay yeah, so we rolling we rolling and Seed then funding is live yeah and then I, i'm doing like the real deal like i've worked at enough startups to know the backroom tricks like having just enough money to pay off one investor, but then there's a new investor for a series B that will give me more than I just spent to pay that guy off for less percentage of the company. So I'm like slowly working investors against each other to buy back larger chunks of my company and, and but keep, <sighs> keep the money flow going. So it's, it's a super, it's a Dan game. It is like, it's my, my minor in business management is <laughs> coming back to help. So, um, and then the other game I've been playing that's actually been pretty cool it's one i'm reviewing um they sent us the key um it's called a fold apart and it reminds me of like mechanically similar to fez but story-wise similar in some ways i don't know why because the story itself isn't similar but like the way it's hitting me reminds me of unfinished swan i don't know if you ever played that one it was a playstation indie game it was really really good um it was about a kid dealing with like his dead mom um Hit the hit pulled the hot strings. It was good, but this is basically through through origami based platforming. Almost, you are going through the story of two people who are doing a long distance relationship. So you have to like flip flip the pages and bend them, and then like unfold them to kind of get the platforms where you want to move across. And uh, it's all visual storytelling, so it's it's pretty good so far. Um, it's definitely like one of those 
interesting. I the play mechanics. that game in real life. I don't want to play that game yeah. in a video game. <laughs> the, the mechanics interesting. It's called texting. <laughs> it's called texting. Um, the mechanics interesting, and the story is done pretty well. It reminds me like of a. This is going to sound bad, but like a thrift store Pixar, <laughs> like art style, because it's just not as polished. It's like it's a kind of an indie game what you'd get from overcooked or one of those like the kind of more hard edges to things but it has like the similar like he's very vibrant oranges and reds and she's like blues because she's sad she moved away as an architect Ooh, and, like, all this stuff yeah it. so it reminds me kind of uh she reminds me of sadness from inside out but yeah so they, they've been they've been good so far that's that's what i've been playing and valorant there's, there's the indie game yeah and valorant's Dan, good Dan is man of the people if you are an indie game dev Get in touch with Dan. He will praise your game to the mountaintops. It doesn't matter. It can be the worst game ever. I will. Pra- I'm just kidding. If it's the worst game ever, he will give it like a scathing 7.5. Yeah. No. I'm about to give a six. I'm Ooh, <laughs> fa- failings of resistance, which we talked about uh-oh. on the last podcast, getting like a firm six, six Ooh. one somewhere. I played more of that too. I just didn't want to talk about it because it's not. It's not great. It's not, not great. It's not great. So yeah, I love I love indie games. I've always I've always attached with indie games more than kind of AAA. Even though I obviously I, I like playing Uncharted. It's like my favorite series of all time. Um, I'm cool with AAA titles, but um, I love indie games. I'm trying to make an indie game. How's that going? It's going, man. We got we're, we're prototyping. We're getting there. We got AI that functions. I don't so, know. I I got to the point where I had to code stuff, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. See, I get to the point where I had to code stuff, and I was like, finally. Finally, I can't. I love it's it. rough, man. Back so. to RPG Maker for me. <laughs> hey, it's you can if that's the type of game you want to make. That is one hundred percent a good place to do it. It's honestly. incredibly robust, man. I yeah. need some RPG Maker. You can, can do explain. tons. So, so what have you been playing, Ross? That's like twenty minutes on all the indie games I I've know. been playing, God, <laughs> and, and the pergola I'm building. What a waste of time. Um, no, nah, just Valorant. Really it. Um, been playing. I've been actually looking into playing Final Fantasy XI on a private server. So I've been doing the initial research. It's like buying a home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, this this server is going to give me max character. But this char- but this server is going to give me a max character and a max level sub job. And they're going to give me a million gil. <laughs> but this server starts me off at level one. But they have quality of life features that let me teleport from place to place. So it's like I got to balance it. Yeah. Because there's no one perfect one. So. Yeah. What are you going to do? Start enough. your own. Start your start, own. I don't know how to start my own private server. What do you mean? Easy peasy. We'll have it up next week. Okay. Let's go. You don't have to buy the home. We'll build the home. And like <laughs> anything cool. else in life, the second you let that friend talk you into building the home, you find out he doesn't know how to frame. He can't hang drywall. He doesn't know how to paint. Like it's, it's going to get Real bad. I can get you a cloud server. I have no idea how to turn it into a private Final <laughs> Fantasy server, though. <laughs> I can configure it. It'll be secure. That's about it. That's about it. I, it's like I can put a lock on your, you know, it's the shed in your backyard. That's me. That's what, that's what I got for you. <laughs> so. Fair enough. That's good. You like Valorant still? To actual topics. Okay, well, so I, I just, like. I, I, want, I want to close the loop on Valorant because All right, you it's, played it's growing it. on me. You, you, t- you talked about it a lot last week. You were, like, iffy about it. I played it a bit this week. Um. It's hard and it has, you know, that curve, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of liking Dan that. Dan signed up already. Yeah, like I am going to be playing it for sure. I just it, now my biggest problem is getting everybody else. <laughs> yeah. to 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 give it a chance and get in there. I think Tom was starting to turn around to it. 
a little bit. Josh will be fine. Josh will get onto it. But, but, everyone has fun until the MMR actually catches up. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> it's it's so funny. Like we played, my dude, Jakey Bud, shout out, Jakey. Oh man, he was not having a good time. But you know what? We, like I was. Uh, we had a kid on our team who, if you played Valorant, there's like the one map with the teleporters. When we were defending this one, like twelve year old kid, he just kept sprinting into the teleporter on defense, threw himself in a spawn, and died in a one v three fight at the beginning of every round. Yeah. And then he's on the mic. 4v5. 4v5 every game. It was 4v5 every single round. And then my favorite, Jakey, I hope you're out here out here listening, brother. Um, my favorite is like halfway through the round when he's like 0-72. He's like, yo, guys, I'm just going to need you to carry me. You're going to have to start carrying me. And we were like, start carrying you? Like, everybody else yeah. has 22 kills. Where you been, Jakey? kills that game and we lost. I know. It was a hard-fought battle. All right, so you're still in on Valorant, awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's I I've identified that it's not for me, but I will still play it. Okay, well that's all I need to hear because my current game is just in shambles. Yeah, you, you, like many on the and we'll get there on Rainbow Six. Did you ever see that clip I sent you? Yes. In the Discord. Yeah. The, 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 what what is your opinion on that? Well, okay. Which, which of the two clips are you talking about? The, the pixel. The, the pixel. Yeah, the one where he's shooting through the roof. It's because the roof literally isn't on the building correctly. Yeah, it's annoying from a competitive gaming standpoint that there would be something like that sloppy there, but also how long did they spend finding that? Probably. You know you, you know what I mean? Like there was a dev somewhere at Ubisoft that was like, you know, I guess if you spend 20,000 hours looking for it, you'll find it, and then someone did. It's it's a little sloppy, but like at the same time, like for for context, there's one map where you can get on the roof, like at pretty much every other map. But for some reason, like the roofing panels aren't attached to the building properly, so there's like a little gap in between like one roof panel and another. So this dude is just like sitting in between the two panels waiting for a guy to run down a hallway underneath it, and of course, he he kills him. I, I think I would actually uninstall the game if that happened. <laughs> this, this happened in like uh, like a community league. Oh no! Like this wasn't just like I'm playing ranks. Like this is this is like an actual league with like standings and stuff. And this dude just gets clapped for no reason. People people trying to go pro. They're out here getting whacked. Yeah. Not not a good time. Not a good time. All right. So we got topics this week, Ross. We got um, gaming sure? news. We're going to talk about hashtag. Cheaters in in video games, which we've talked about a little bit, and it's Not a hot cheaters. button topic for you. So it's a it's a great, it's honestly a great topic to get you going. I don't, it's not really a hot button topic for me. It's just bro cheaters. I know, I know. Um, we'll we'll get you wound up and going on no. that, <laughs> and then we'll talk some esports news. And then we're actually we're gonna do something a little bit different this week. Um, Our what? Oh yeah, you didn't know about this? Oh no, I'm dropping is this your plan that you didn't want to share with me? What plan? No, I, t- I told you about it. There's another plan I can't tell you anything about until sometime this week. But Okay, that's th- what I was talking about. Um, this thing is, um, we talked about it last week. After the main show, we normally stay on and we, we kind of go back and we debrief and we poke at things we may have not added additional context to or whatever. So mm-hmm. we will uh, hit a BRB. We'll stick around. We're include chat on that. Yeah, we will 
do our debrief. So more incentive to watch it live. Exactly. We'll do our debrief. Sorry, guys. Probably record it and drop it on YouTube like later. But um, but now or <laughs> Patreon baby, get, get on get on Patreon, support us one dollar a month. You get this extra spicy content. Um, yeah. So we'll do our debrief debrief live, and then that'll you know be okay. like you said an incentive for folks to watch live if you're listening. So cool. First thing I had under gaming news isn't even gaming news, but it's just a um, you know, sure as hell isn't something I care about. Yeah. So it's um. Someone's just randomly walking through the cemetery behind my house. I apologize. Okay. Top well, end content. I just, I got like dogs. San Diego Comic Con got canceled. Yeah. Thank which you. Which is no surprise. Nope. Even, well, the, the surprise is that it's July 22nd and it kind of hurts the people that are still in this mindset of, oh, this will be gone in like a week or two weeks mm-hmm. or, you know, I, if you just kind of assume it's going to be like this for the rest of the year, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And that's the thing. Just assume assume it's going to be this way, and that's how I've been living. I'm going to assume it's going to be this way until someone tells me otherwise. Yeah. So, like, I'm not planning. No vacations are planned. No conferences are planned. Like, I've got people like, oh, you're going to go to TwitchCon? Not even sure <laughs> it's going to exist in September. My work's asking me if I'm going to go down to Hacker Halted in Georgia again. I don't know if it's happening. Like, I'm just going to skate through. And I know that those $30 Spirit Airlines tickets are really tempting right now, yep. but... Good luck. Exactly. I mean, it is spirit, so you're probably going to end up flying the plane regardless. So, <laughs> or standing, there might be hope. Yeah, it's all good. So that that's one big thing. It's more entertainment news than than gaming news. Um, the next one I had on the list was pretty. Th- this is like the typical Ross React moment. Hey, we're getting Crisis remastered. Nobody cares. <laughs> Who asked for it? Who no, asked no, no, for no. it? Not like it's it. The the problem is that like we knew they were doing stuff, but everyone was like, "Oh, Crisis Four, yeah. maybe something else." But in in classic this era fashion, it's just nope. We just remastered a game, mm-hmm. and that, look, that thing we worked so hard on. One of the most interesting thing, one of the most interesting things about Crisis that always made me laugh is that game literally melted hardware. Right, mm-hmm. like that game melted hardware, but it continued to melt hardware that came out years after the game. So they somehow built a game with specs that were like so far out of the scope or realm of possibility. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much it chugs my computer now. The new, the new one, just like oh, well, it's got ray tracing. So yeah. here it, we go. It definitely will. Let's let's chug it. So, but it's just I don't. Again, Crisis was cool. Because in like 2007, I guess when it came out, we we didn't really have huge sandbox mm-hmm. games like that. I remember Far Cry was like the greatest thing ever in 2004 when it came out. Because here's an island, do whatever you want. Yep. Here's your boat, and like that was the game. When at the time, it's just here's mission one one. You go down this hallway and shoot three people. Mm-hmm. Here's mission one two. You defend this one spot. Mission one three, don't let this person die. Yeah, it's and look, linear games have a space, and uh, like I mentioned, Uncharted games are some of my favorite games of all time, right? Oh, they try, to, they try to have like a like these little open world sections, but like not every game has to be that way. Yeah, but you're right. That was like that was so hard to do back then. Now we have 
developers and studios who are very experienced and they know how to build open world sandbox games. The, the engines support it. Like it's just a much more supported versioning um, or, or feature in games now. So yeah. I don't know. Hopefully it brings some, I think their plays, like you mentioned, there's likely a new crisis somewhere in the works. Hopefully. If you, if you re-release the first one remastered, you introduce a bunch of people to this game that have never seen it before. And I then, wonder how it holds up. Yeah, and then you you I'm hope you, you hope it pulls some people in. I, I'll probably you know honestly I haven't touched Crisis in a long time. Yeah, I mean like it got bad like for two and three, but one was really good. Um, like I said, I'm we kind of had that weird phase in the mid 2010s and like late 20s where every single game had to be an open world game mm-hmm. or it was gonna bomb. So I don't know if it's going to play, it's going to feel kind of like that era or if it's going to actually keep up with 2020. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We will see. There's definitely going to be diehard crisis fans that are excited for it. You but know. I don't think you can like make, I don't think you can do the crisis thing anymore where you, you put all this effort into a game that 5% of the people that have a PC will be able to run like well, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know, that's that's a really good point, right? Which is like you see a lot of the games now are very playable on not very expensive yeah. computers, and you know, um, like, are then, we gonna have the Linus Tech Tip sponsored video where he <laughs> plays Crisis Four on on a a triple video card like 200 gigabytes of ram pc and it still runs at 30 frames per second it's it's gonna you know you've heard of cross-firing what about try cross-firing you know like and that's the only way to get this game to run on higher than low it's great you're in for five grand and friggin you need one of those uh crypto mining rigs (laughs) just to outsource your your graphical (laughs) processing Ridiculous. I try to play it like, like on a cloud. It takes up the whole cloud building just to have one person play. It. One, one giant Amazon <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> just Big AWS yeah, server. Just tons. And if you've ever seen some of those, like, you know, like I know you've driven by the um, the Amazon warehouse, right? Which is for, it's, it's literally right down the street from me. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine that is like one floor of a multi-floor building and that's where like the actual aws servers sit like on a side note i live like two blocks away from a big fulfillment facility and i like give me drone delivery please (laughs) like i live two blocks away they can't do i don't want to wait two days for stuff people are gonna shoot it down (laughs) (laughs) you're in the ghetto you're actually not in the ghetto you're you're almost in the next town over which is like significantly better (laughs) i was gonna say what do you mean yeah, you're you're well, about those aren't the types of people that are shoot down a drone. That's like the that's like the tinfoil hat people with their <laughs> with their Remington shotguns. That's Westport. <laughs> like on the rocking chair of their front porch with their dog old yeller. Like those are the types of people that are gonna shoot down a drone. Yeah. Just mad. Not my people. The the government spying on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. You're you're right. Like they put that in and I never got anything faster. Yeah. And it's like it's massive. It takes you like a solid 60 seconds on a highway to drive by like the length of that building, that yeah. warehouse. And it doesn't, it doesn't do it. Enough so. of me complaining about my own personal life. It's okay. We'll move, we'll move forward because we have the best thing ever. We had the world of Warcraft private server. I believe it's, is it Elysium is the name of the, yeah, Elysium. Um, 
they did a simulated pandemic and uh, they did it in kind of an interesting way where they uh, they didn't kill anybody which was good. They didn't punish anybody um, yeah. for it. They uh, they omitted people, I believe, under level 10 on the server. Yeah. Um, and what they did is they rolled it out and they got like a huge chunk of the population infected. And then they rolled it back and they re-released the pandemic, but then they gave people tools to fight the pandemic. So they gave them things like Lysol spray to spray down gear um, when they buy it. And that reduced the their... Hand soap. Yeah, hand soap. They added a mask feature, which reduce chances and so on and so forth. So I thought that was a really interesting way. We talked last week about some of the game uh, gaming studios out in Europe adding the, you know, stay home, save a life into their game. I thought this was kind of an interesting thing because it's a private server and these people took it upon themselves to kind of push the message as well to, to folks. So just more gamers doing good things. We're not all losers living in mom's basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just most of us are <laughs> most of us yep i've upgraded to the one bedroom apartment loser yeah i got i got married which is just a fancy way to say like i have a new mom <laughs> <laughs> my wife says that all the time she's like you know being a wife is the same thing as being a mom just the child's much bigger so you know well it is what it is i am a, we, we I, can ask tom's wife about that one. Oh, geez poor caitlin god bless her she <laughs> Um, she's she's too perfect. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this. The, the wow thing. Like, well, at first the, I guess the infection rate was something like 88% Mm -hmm. of the server. And then they, when they rolled it back, it got cut in half because people were actually doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, playing on a private server and all of a sudden, well, all this is going on, people are dying left and right, like people losing their jobs. And I just want to play on a private server. And all of a sudden, oh, my movement speed gets cut by 10%. Oh, my stats are down 5% because some guy wants to teach people how to wash their hands. It's like, I know how to wash my hands. Like, this sucks. Yeah. I get I'm that. I'm private server. I do. I, I get that. And then, you know, and I thought that too. I was like, look, if I was. So the whole stay home, save a life thing very unintrusive it's like oh an extra message pops up i see a thing when i drive by in dirt whatever it doesn't really affect me it's there it's traditional advertisement you know you see it enough it ends up becoming you know something you ingrain right it's why politicians put signs on all the lawns it's just it's it's just visibility um and i thought about that too i was like how would i feel if like tomorrow i was playing iRacing and they were like yeah nope now you have to deal with a cough you didn't, you didn't wash your hands, and now you're going to cough, so the screen's going to shake. You know, see how bad it is to have a cough, and it's like, yeah, I know, and it's like, you get it. But at the same time, not everybody's us. You know, we we get it. You know, I I go out. I haven't been out anywhere since this. I had a stomach bug, and then they they shut down the office, and I haven't gone to a store since. Like my wife Lucky goes you. out once a week and and grabs stuff it's always curbside pickup everything else i amazon if i can right like i'm not going to walmart to grab uh, a webcam or or anything or you know i know you can't um you know i'm not uh, whatever whether it's energy drinks i'm getting a a pallet you know basically from from amazon i'm not i'm not running out to my cumberland farms to get my game fuel um i'm ordering it you know um so it's I mean, I haven't even put, I haven't gone anywhere. Like I drove my car around the blocks, make sure everything's like working and like bearings are saying <laughs> oils yeah. and, and stuff like that. But like, 
I haven't gone and put gas in my car. I haven't done anything, right? And it's because I get it. Like, I have friends and family in healthcare. I, I, yeah, I have you. I have my mom. I have like a bunch of my wife's friends or nurses or work in, you know, phlebotomists and, and different things. They have to go in for it. My mom's an immunocompromised person who's high risk who works in a nursing facility. Like, my aunt's works for a hospital system. Like, I get it, right? But for every one of us, there's like two people that are like, it's no big deal. I'm young. I'm going to the beach in Jacksonville. They're reopen, you know? <laughs> so I think it's more for those people, but I can definitely see where I would probably be, probably be annoyed if like, cause how long did it go on? Was it like a, a week? Yeah, it was a significant amount of time. It was like a it chunk of time. So like, like a day. Yeah. Like, so imagine like for a week, your gaming experience is hindered. And you're like one of these people that don't need to be taught this lesson. I could, I could definitely see that being. Me- messing with movement speed in an MMO is like a cardinal sin. Because movement speed, if gear has movement speed on it, nine times out of 10, that thing is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. Or billions of in-game money or whatever. Yeah. Even like a 3% movement speed, that thing is, you, you, might, as well, you might as well put like the Supreme logo on it because it's just going to be super <laughs> expensive. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, again, I think they went for shock value and movement speed, like you said, is one of those things you, you, you don't mess with. So by messing with it, it really gets your attention. Uh, bro, I, I, if I see that, man, I'm, I'm the SpongeBob me. I am a head out. <laughs> yeah. Just my new private server. And a private now, server. Now, hey, while you're shopping for your private servers for final fantasy 11, make sure you're like, Hey, there's a no pandemic. Like no pandemic. Hey, we're not going to do this. So, um, I thought it was interesting. Like I said, there's the two sides to it. I thought it was, it's good that people in the gaming industry, whether they're normal people running a private server or companies are trying to help. Um, but, you know, I agree. There are definitely negative consequences potentially for doing that, right? You're going to, you're going to piss some people off. Me. Ross. Ross is out. Ross left Me. the server. Ross Me. is just mad because this dude is also rain that runs the server yeah. and Ross Very is mad. the real rain. And that is yeah. how this ends. Dual oh, for man, it. I work 40 hours a week in healthcare and then I got to deal with this on the weekends. Hell no. I know. I know. I hear, you. I hear you. Hey, moving forward into some more good news. You got Guilty Gear Beta. That's been going that, real smooth. Okay, that's good news, but... smooth. It has not been going smooth. Oh, it hasn't? No. Okay, so Guilty Gear Strive, new fighting game. If you don't play fighting games, this is supposed to be the savior of the fighting game genre which right now it is just a mess it is just street fighter 5 bad no marvel game that's horrible fighting games are good when there is a good marvel game mm-hmm. there is currently not a good marvel game um grand blue fantasy cool but not everyone's cup of tea um dragon ball z trash get out of here i don't want it mortal combat oh. trash get out of here i don't want it NRS, please stop making fighting games. They're all bad. I don't enjoy them. None of them are good. Now that I've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Arc System Works is the savior of fighting games. And this is supposed to be the savior of fighting games. Um, the biggest thing is that I'm not going to get into like super technical aspects of it, but they are transitioning to a new net code, which is... The rollback netcode, which is what everyone has been asking for for the past 10 years. But again, devs are complacent and they're going to do what they want. 
So this is going to be the first like big, 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 big AAA game. Well, AAA, but the first big mainline fighting game with rollback netcode. That isn't like a... Because there's other games that have it, but they're all like old remaster versions of games that like no one plays, like Garrow, Mark of the Wolves, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be the first big game with rollback netcode. Um, but the beta is delayed based, so they're they're doing that for the main game and not for the beta. Um, Guilty Gear is moving into a new lobby system. So if you've played, because you've played other mm-hmm. Mark System Works fighting games, traditionally when you play multiplayer, you don't just like hit the Q button. Well, you can, but for the most part, people play games by going to like these lobbies where it's like a big open room and there's like arcade cabinets, and you you walk your avatar over to the arcade cabinet and then. You sit there and you kind of wait for someone to sit, kind of like a like an actual arcade, which is cool. Um, they've changed it now to where the lobbies are like this kind of two D platforming thing that kind of looks like a like a two D Castlevania game almost. Okay. And you make your own avatar or whatever, and you walk over to a dude and you, you challenge him. It's kind of kind of the same thing, but it's not limited to like X amount of arcade setups in the room. Um, but there was a problem where people couldn't find games or whatever because there were too many people in the lobby and stuff like that. So. Basically, the beta just kind of devolved into um, being able to play a computer, which is pretty much all anyone could do for a while. I yeah. think the beta happened this morning because they did it in like waves. So like you could play for like a four hour stretch here, four hour stretch here, four hour stretch here. So I believe the Sunday one was like 6 a.m. to 10 Eastern. And then I guess people could play because I was I was reading some some people talking about it. So I, I guess people could play today. Okay. As of today, the beta is not like completely busted, so it comes full circle. Yeah, you know, I thought it was. Um, I don't want to say weird, but w- we were playing Friday night. Yeah, yeah, and I got the e- I got the email, and it was from the PR firm that works with them, and they're like, "Hey, you're a journalist. Do you want to you want to hear about stuff and get free codes and stuff and talk about our stuff because it's stuff." Yeah. And I was like, "I like yeah. that." I was like, "That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. If it's free. It's for me." And then like. I was like, that's weird though. Like, I get this stuff all the time, but that was like out of left field type, you know, request. Um, especially because like it wasn't a um, like PAX had a mailing list, so you know, there's games and companies that you'd expect to get stuff from because they were at PAX. Um, this was like so far out, so different. And then immediately the next day, Saturday, I like looked and it was, hey, the the Strive bait is going not well and i was like yeah oh pr firm's getting ahead of it makes a lot of sense now they're reaching out to you know like everybody if if you're on a list as a journalist they're just like hey do you do you want codes do you want press releases do you want what like what do you what do we need for you to please don't kill us yeah to, to get in the good graces and my answer is simple man send me a dm on twitter and make an indie game that's it that's all yeah, you need make, to make an indie fighting game. that's all you need to get in my good graces we'll rock and roll um yeah, so it's unfortunate. Like you said, it's supposed to be Guilty Gear is a, a huge title in in the fighting game community, um, and some of the changes they were making with the netcode are obviously, like you mentioned, huge. And so then to have the beta fall on his face, like I don't know. I feel like the fighting game community is they're very fickle and like I could do like a whole hour rant about how bad the fighting game community can be sometimes. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's almost like any, I don't know. Every community is that way, but 
my limited time, like playing fighting games and like kind of attaching to the community and going to events with you and stuff like that, it was funny how fast people could turn on games or particular scenes. And it just, yeah. it was very, very quick compared to some other stuff. Like we're going to talk about rainbow six later, but you've seen the, the heap of crap <laughs> just dumped on that community. And now you guys are kind of like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm out. Oh, I'm like homeless. Right? I feel like I'm homeless right now. Yeah. You got no game. You got I that, got no game. You got that Valorant beta though. I'm stuck playing Valorant. You got Valorant forever. Warzone. For life. For life. Hey, Warzone added um two player plunder. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was I saw a tweet go out. Hmm. Might be false. I didn't didn't spot check that. I just thought about you and Josh right. not having to look around for for a third. Um so yeah, that's pretty So cool. is is this your way of saying you don't want to play Warzone with us ever again? This is the, this is your excuse. This was the perfect update to a game for me because I never have <laughs> to have it again. I never have to play it. Like it's great that there's fours, but hey, twos got it, threes got it. You don't need me. You yeah. don't need me. Oh, Josh can't hop online. Dan, come be glue guy. Nah, you and Tom can go play together. It works out. There you go. There it is. It's beautiful. Dan it's perfect. Officially retires from Warzone. You heard it here first. It was great. I'd like to thank all my fans, my mom, my you, dad, you my wife, my kids. Career. Yeah. The one plunder win. Got that win. I got that dub. The highs, the lows where you looted a, not a single dollar. Netted not a single kill. Krispy Kreme, baby. Open up yeah. a franchise. Let's the go. donut shop. Yep. You got it. All right. Hey, here we go. This is a good one. I'm excited for this one. This is actually a topic. I, there's not a ton on it, but you're the near guy. So we have the, um, we got the first look. The first itty bitty details of the new near mobile game hit us with it. There, it's a video. Yeah, that's it. Okay, but we, let's it's go. Person, it's a person walking. React. There's nothing. React. The, the the only good thing I see is that it's um, it's Yokotaro writing it. So I know it's gonna be good. Um, the composer is the same composer from Near Automata, so the music's gonna be good. The story's gonna be good. That's all I want. I'm gonna be happy. I don't go. care that it's a mobile game. I'm not 12 and I'm not mad about mobile games anymore. So plus it'll be fine. We, we were really high a few weeks ago on a mobile game called Genshin impact. So it's not like mobile yeah. games are, you know, it's not all click, you know, brick breakers yeah. and stuff like that. It's the, the 10 year anniversary of the first near and they are doing the, the near replicant, um, HD version. Mm-hmm. For because it was like a Japanese game, yeah. So, all right. So the very first near, there's two versions. One was American, and well, one was global. One was strictly Japan. They're roughly the same story, but they're all differently. So the one that we all have is where the main character near, and he has um his daughter. But in Replicant, near is the girl's brother. Hmm. So it's like kind of two different narratives or whatever but they're like essentially kind of the same story they're they're like in the same universe cool um but i don't i've purposely held off from playing it because i knew this was coming so i can't tell you like the 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 big big um the mo- the near mobile game you're just starting near automata today so i don't want to say <laughs> anything that might be bad but 
it might have to do with after Nero. That's the that's the rumor. I haven't like you said. I bought it Thursday. I set up my desk yesterday up here purposely. Um, the Roku box came in to replace the PS4 in the family center, so the kids have something to stream on. I bought like yeah. the the TV downstairs is like the last TV they made without smart features, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the FBI can't spy on you. Exactly. So. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to set up that the Roku for them, and then but the PS4 is coming up here and it's hooking in. And I've got a little switch with the different USB, uh, not the USB, is the um, HDMI. So I'll have my HDMI splitter. Yeah. So I'll have my cockpit, I'll have my gaming computer, and I'll have my PS4, and I can split between them for the screen. Yeah, which that's be, like the handiest yeah. thing I've gotten in a while is an HDMI splitter. Yeah. I have one for my my desk, and I just I swap between my PS4 and my because like I don't want to. I don't want to relax when I play video games. I don't want to sit on a couch and play on like a giant 60 inch TV with a bunch of input delay. Hell, no. I yeah. want to play on a gaming monitor. Exactly. And in gaming, the reason I got a splitter in the first place is actually because of how the TV in my living room is mounted. So we have it mounted on a stand and you basically cannot get another HDMI cable in behind the bracket <laughs> yeah. without taking the whole thing apart. So I was like, you know what? It's like, I've already got one HDMI cable in there. I will run yeah. that to the splitter and then I will run the HDMI cables off of it. And then I, I was like, the second I built this desk and started moving everything up, I was like, you know what I'm doing? Getting a splitter. Hey. We're going to set everything yeah. up. It's going to be good to go. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I don't know if I like the game. You can't be excited because you haven't played the game well, yet. Well, I was just going to say, I'm excited play to play the game to see if I'm going to, yeah. if, if this is going to be something I'm interested in. I do like mobile games. I've got a, a number of mobile games I actually play. Um, relatively regularly and uh yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens like like you said the first look was nothing so i'm excited well the first look okay so you haven't played near automata but it is a girl character who mm-hmm. co- looks similar to one character from the first year mm-hmm. and then she looks similar to Uh, she looks similar to content that is in Nier Automata. Okay, there we go. I'm trying to Boom. find a way to phrase this correctly. It's so hard. Spoiler in three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the headset um, off. Yeah, take take a headset off, Dan. All right, did you just wave like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take, take the headset off. She looks like either 2B or A2. You're good. All right, we there back. You there you <laughs> go. Back. We figured a way but to do spoiler she has, like She also has like the companion thing like in near automata because they have like the the pod that floats above it. there's like a little like ghost thing it, it almost looks like a pod with a sheet on top of it it's kind of okay funny. but yeah cool near is great if you haven't played near automata it's the greatest video game ever made and you should play it go buy it that is why i'm forcing dan to play it there, there's there's no there's no ross link to get an affiliate for that that is just a pure recommendation i was not paid for that review awesome um fallout 76 wastelanders not a whole lot to say here. People are just like happy that after 20 years they listened and, and added NPCs and other stuff. Yeah. I mean, this game was never, I don't know about you, but I've, I've never enjoyed the fallout like aesthetic, like the games themselves are like, they're okay. They're fine. They're enjoyable, but I just hate like the, the grimy, rusty post-apocalyptic. It's very like Western. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. What's funny is I love Western movies and like the whole Westward expansion and rebuild um, after the Civil War is probably my favorite time in history. 
Uh, but yeah, that style of game, like that Wastelands, um, just post-apocalyptic, everything was nuked kind of thing isn't isn't for me. Um, I think it's just the palette. It's the color palette. That's all it is. There's, like, I like Borderlands, right? Which is that type of game. Yeah. But when you end up when you end up in those sections that are desert and like the you know the basically New Mexico Arizona esque looking yeah places I'm like I'm out like I just mentally check out I don't like how that looks um, and that's why Fallout's never really necessarily appealed to me it's kind of like that dark the sandy the gray the just not yeah. I, did I you just, play four yeah a little I bit we were obligated to play four because it's in Boston yeah. It it was again. It was fine. It's just that, and the game's cool. Like I do like, um, I like RPGs. I like having that level of, you know, depth and, and stuff to it. Um, I like the VAT system for the gunfights. Like I like a lot that they do. I just I've never been yeah. able to get into them. So yeah, no, I'm, like I'm the same way. Where like the game, like if you took everything from that game and put it in maybe like a like a fantasy like Witcher style mm-hmm. or even like a more modern gun sort of thing. Like I hate like the guns are just like, Oh, here's like a, this gun with like a, a Coke can on the side of it. And that's your sight. And I just, I hate that stuff. Yeah. But the game itself is fine. Yeah. The, again, the mechanics, like, yeah. and even the story, like awesome. But the, yeah, it's the aesthetic and it's, I know like, is, it's, I think it's Tom. It might. Yeah. It's Tom. Tom like hates, Tom doesn't hate sci-fi. He hates sci-fi in space, which is like 98% of sci-fi. Like it's just an aesthetic he doesn't like. And it's, I don't know. I love sci-fi. Like if we can make sci-fi every game, like every game yeah, sci-fi, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm like that, that X4 game in that we were looking at the yeah. other day. That, hell yeah. That's, that's all me, man. I love space opera stuff. Yeah. That was super. Someone is like digging out front of my house and I want to, I hope that's not the guy that was also in your graveyard, like 30 minutes ago. I, I know he's like just throwing bodies. <laughs> he's no. like digging up bodies and stuff. Oh man. Um, yeah. So I don't know. People were excited. I know some of the people from, um, from a charity that I know they've been like, they have like a partnership, I think with them where they've been like streaming it uh, to raise money and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they seem pretty happy with it. Um, but again, it's just one of those things like to me, it's too little too late. I wrote that game off like when it came out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I again, I do. I know absolutely nothing about 76. Didn't play it. Didn't bother. Didn't look at anything. The only thing I've ever seen on 76 are all like the meme videos of all like the glitches and the, the exploits and everything. Um, I think internet historian did a video on it. I think I was, I think that's what I'm thinking of. But um, yeah. I mean, apparently the game just like didn't have NPCs in it when it first yeah. came out. It was just people like running into people, right? Like, so they basically what they did, right, is functionally they're like, hey, you've all wanted to play Fallout together, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, let's play Fallout together. And they were like, but everything you loved about Fallout, we stripped out. So good luck with that. You so know? there was just no NPCs. I, I don't think at so. All. Yeah, that's that because everything I was looking at, it's like, yeah, they added NPCs and dialogue options. I think it was very limited NPCs. I think it was like very like if there were, I think it was limited. I don't think it, it was none. I just think it was like really, really little. Yeah, it was like no human NPCs or yeah. something like that. So that's weird. But then now seventy six is out. I guess it's a free update, which is, I mean, if you charged money for that, it probably be like a crime on like the geneva convention or something <laughs> it's of all like the damage they've done yeah 
Um, again, 76. It's just they have their weird like MMO pay format, whatever, where you get your private server, which isn't actually private because it might actually be like an already used world from the AWS server that they're repurposing. Mm-hmm. So there might be someone in there already. It might be already looted. Um, stuff's already been closed off because people are already finding ways to duplicate items in, in Wastelanders, and it's just... Bethesda, just stop, man. Let just, it go. Stop. Work just on stop. the next one. Make make that... Make that like Skyrim two or whatever that everyone's been asking for. Yeah, <laughs> the Skyrim. I always <laughs> love that. We were like, "Yo, Skyrim Online, man, how was that game?" It's like, no, it's Elder Scrolls, bro. <laughs> it's Elder Scrolls, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember more when that was the first game in that series I played um, on PC, and I was just blown away by like how much you could do, right? And yeah. it was so funny because then like Skyrim came out and everybody was like, what is this game? And I'm like, yo, none of y'all ever seen Morrowind? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get get out there. And so everybody's like, what's this Elder Scrolls crap right at the top? This is Skyrim. It's like, no, it's the fifth game in a series. Like, yeah. calm, <laughs> calm down, guys. It's not it's not new, new. Um, yeah, I just, I don't want them to like push Todd Howard on stage again where he's like, sorry, guys, I'm the sacrificial lamb joke okay onto the random elder scrolls or fallout card game we have coming up for mobile we're not yeah, actually I'm here to announce skyrim on smart fridge <laughs> exactly exactly that was my favorite at um e3 a few years ago he like they were getting hyped up and some good stuff was coming out and he's like and now more and they showed like elder scrolls and i'm like okay what is it and they're like it's in vr and it was like cool <laughs> you know like just, whatever we're bringing it to your cell phone it's like great i I don't care um so that's that's good whatever hopefully they continue to fix it there for whatever like anything there's a passionate group of people still playing it you know it's like divinity just non-stop people be playing it those people were i mean when when fallout 76 was bad the people that were super vocal about it still being good it was almost like seeing like brainwashed, like hyper religious people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, the game's really bad. And yeah, you have to pay $40 to get to look good. Um, yeah, there's this cash shop where everything's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, you got to pay like $100 a year for your own server. That might not actually be your own server. But but it's a great game and we're all really nice. All 12 people of us in the Discord are very friendly. You should stop by sometime. Yeah, you know what it's it's like? It's funny. Um, I equate, cool. Yeah, I, I equate it to like when I talk to you guys about iRacing, right? Like, except that game's actually good. But like, they're basically saying all the things I say to you guys about iRacing. Like, oh yeah, it costs $10 a month. Plus you have to buy cars and tracks and it's really good. And you guys are like, Dan, what the bleep is wrong with you, right? But now make the game terrible and 90% yeah. of the internet hates it. And then you sound even like crazier. Like I get sim racing as a very small community. So like it is, I wouldn't say cultish, but like, you know what you put up with some stuff because you want the best stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But like to literally take a horrible game, like widely panned by all critics. Right. And defend all of that stuff to the end. It's you're right. It's very cultish. Yeah. This, this would be like if, if you paid all this money for your eye racing and your cars and tracks, and then you logged on and like half your cars were just gone because some dude stole them. Yeah, exactly. Because there was just this random bug that people could just log on your account and steal your cars and steal your tracks. And yeah. Yeah. 
Bethesda. Bethesda needs to send Todd Howard out with like mala beads and like sandals <laughs> and like a white flowing shirt and be like, all right, Fallout 76, you know, total like full on cult leader. That's they need to they need to steer into it. So um so on to a, a good topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna give just a little bit of I guess ramp up into how it became the main topic, right? So for a few weeks we've been chatting about different things and cheating in games keeps coming up. We've talked about um, Call of Duty Warzone. We've talked about Rainbow Six. We've talked about a few different things. That then devolved into me going online and like starting to look at different videos and how people cheat. Yeah. And then I started looking at how I could write macros and scripts to cheat too. And it just like devolved into this whole thing. And then yesterday or the day before, this article, this news story, I wouldn't even, we, we covered it too, but I wouldn't call it like a big news story. But like, there's a huge chunk of people who are on consoles refusing to cross play with PC players on Warzone because the cheating is so rampant that it's, you know, unplayable. Good. Stay out. First off, you. first off, console players, okay? <laughs> We're not all cheating. We're just better than you. Second off, okay? Second off. <laughs> there are a lot of cheaters on the game as well. We're dealing with them too. So, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about kind of, I know Rainbow Six is going through a huge thing. Um, and I just wanted to have like as the main topic, just a general conversation about cheating, hacking, macros, and that type of stuff in gaming, how easy it is and how it's kind of ruining different stuff. I want to I wanna clarify though, because like I, I kind of went to bat to just destroy Ubisoft for how poorly they handle this stuff. I'm pretty sure they're the only company that's actively suing people. They've already taken down a couple of different um, companies that sell this sort of thing. And I don't think I've seen any other company actually take legal action against these people. Yeah. I mean, that's where it starts, right? So props to them. Yeah. No, that, that is good. To your point, what a lot of companies will do is they will go and they will ban the accounts. And we've talked about it a hundred times. There's ways around that ban, unless you're IP banned. And even then, I've got a VPN. So, you know. No, there's a NordVPN looking good right yeah. now. Or, or Tor. Like, it's easy. Yeah. It's, it's, trivial to set up so you can get around that the real problem is the companies that are making it available so that that is great but i do want to just mention that it is relatively trivial to cheat your yourself with without doing going to a company and buying stuff right like obviously we've talked about it there are you can literally buy an aimbot for 150 dollars a month and you know, it's like a full team somewhere in the world that are like real software developers. And this is the product they push. It's almost like black market, you know, like the people who sell ransomware and stuff like that. Right. It's sketchy. It's not, I guess, illegal. Maybe I would have to actually read uh, an end user license agreement at some point. Um, but even with going after those companies, you, you have to understand like it's, it is relatively easy. Right. So, um, Logitech, love Logitech. Come on, come on, come on, Logitech Pro keyboard right here. Okay, shout out, shout out to Logitech. I pay, I pay lots of money for your products. I like them. Um, their software that allows me to do all the different stuff, cool stuff with my keyboard, like match it to my mouse, which is a different brand and stuff like that. Um, they also let you write program files for your mice, and it is very easy to tell your Logitech mm-hmm. mouse bounce when in ADS to bounce between two XY points. And that 
eliminates recoil, right? So like you can very easily remove recoil from your gun in a game. That is cheating. Part of the skill level of shooting a gun in a game is to mitigate recoil by pulling your mouse down, knowing how it kicks and, and, you know, being able to, to mitigate that, um, or shoot in a way that you're doing tight bursts. Um, and there's a hundred, I mean, there's a hundred other things you can do with the mouse. You can go like, okay, anti-recoil is one thing, but you can, you know, spam things. You can macro a button. Like it's never ending. They give you the ability to upload a script to your mouse. If you can think it and the mouse can do it, you can make it happen. Right. Like it's just, it's not okay. So despite that fact, you also have forums where people are just giving the stuff away. Right, they're not well, selling anything. It, yeah, it's twenty ten. It's, it's, I mean, it's twenty ten. It's twenty twenty. We, we get discords for that now. Well, yeah, I mean, but like that's what I mean. Like, there's, there's a hundred ways to get this stuff. It's, it's not just going to a, to a business and, and buying it. And the, the anti cheat software, for some of these companies, is either non-existent or it's bad. You know, like I mean, that's again, I, I always go back. You know, uh, Nade and and. Tim, uh, long sign, Tim the Tatman. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, th- they play together a lot and they're always complaining too, right? Like, Activision's answer to cheating is to put, like, two guys in a room and review cases and watch video clips. Like, you have a massive development team. There are really good anti cheat softwares that exist. Procure one and install it in your game or write your own, you know? Um, but even then you, you know, you sent me the video from 2018, maybe where this dude tried to get caught. Oh yeah. 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 The, the basically homeless video. Yeah. The basically homeless video where he's like doing literally everything he can to get caught. And it, yeah. it just like six months later, they finally banned him. He, they finally banned him after he quote unquote installed the real hacker Roonies. Yeah. Yeah. So he installed some real software and then, but even then he had to send video proof <laughs> To he them, tried to turn himself into Ubisoft. He went to Ubisoft's chat and tried to turn himself in, and still couldn't get banned. Right, yeah. so so that's the problem. It's not only is it too easy to cheat; these companies aren't honestly doing enough to catch this stuff. And it's, I see it in my day job in infosec, and I we I may have mentioned this to you offline or on a past podcast when talking about this, but there is an incentive because the cheaters. The hackers, the bad guys, are always one step ahead. And as the defender, as the developer, um, the security team, whatever, you're always reacting to the next threat and defending against that. So basically, it's they come up with a cheat, anti-cheat that. Okay, they see how you anti-cheated that. Now they're coming up with the next cheat. And so you're just playing whack-a-mole consistently, um, unless you're doing things like Ubisoft does, right? Which is <laughs> go and, and get rid of these companies whose sole purpose is, is to do that. And I had it as a topic later, but I really appreciate this. Valorant came out and they said they're basically instituting a bug bounty program. So if you're not familiar with a bug bounty program, it's basically a way where a company who makes software can open up to the public to researchers and ethical hackers and just anybody really to try to break their product. And if you find a vulnerability in their product that can be exploited, they will pay you money. So Valorant is actually offering up to a hundred thousand dollars. If you can show ways you can uh, defeat their anti-cheat software. 
So they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're saying, hey, it's open source. You come in, you you beat it, you get, you get money. And that's helped a lot in the security industry in that people who would normally sell their hacks on the side or sell their vulnerabilities on the side are now able to get more money from someone like an Apple or a Microsoft up front. So that can also de-incentivize folks who are making cheats for these games to say like, hey, I can just show them how I can cheat it and maybe I get 10 grand, whereas I might only sell whatever two thousand dollars worth of worth of the chain and, and maybe get sued and yeah. maybe get put in prison exactly so, it, it, so it's a good alternative to incentivize people to a help sure up the software but also b to de-incentivize people to go and sell it somewhere else when they can probably get paid for for just disclosing it to the company so now you can probably explain this better but i know a lot of people got mad about valorant anti-cheat at first because it had something to do with like it was running in the kernel yeah so I don't know what that means. If you basically the kernel is the is the um, the lowest level or like yeah the, we'll call it that the lowest level privilege on your computer right so when you're running in the operating system kernel I mean you are hooked in at like the base level like to, to go deeper you would have to go into the bare metal right and start start <laughs> reading that stuff so from that perspective their software is basically able to get all of the data off of your computer. But by running in the kernel, you're able to detect way more cheats than by not. So it's mm-hmm. like this quid pro quo or, or duality, I guess would be a better way to say it. There's this duality of, yes, we're collecting way more pervasive information than you probably want us to, but also yeah. it's going to help us stop more cheaters, right? We've had a problem in, in the security space where even monitoring at the kernel level isn't necessarily enough for certain attack types. And so companies have actually come out where they put a custom hypervisor between the bare metal and the kernel, and they can actually read what the kernel's talking to the hardware, like the, the firmware, the ones and zeros, the assembly language, right? And they can see what's happening between those things now too. Um, so, you know, yeah, the kernel is pulling a lot of information and, you know, you should have privacy and security concerns anytime something's at, at that level, right? Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's the best way for them to stop cheaters. Yeah. At the same well, time. Well, in the past, people got, like, the last time I saw something like this is Epic Store did it, and then they used that information to, like, pull what games you had on mm-hmm. Steam and report on that. Yeah. And that's kind of grimy, yeah, but, I mean, for an anti-cheat, yeah. I... I the the way because Riot had to kind of come out and explain why it was doing all that, and their explanation was okay, kind of like what you said, like oh, if it's running in the kernel, it's starting as the computer starting, so there isn't any sort of like anti cheat that's running before the our anti cheat even like goes in. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can just start cheat.exe, then start up the game, and by the time the game started up, you're, you're kind of screwed. This way, it's it's just it's on when your computer's on. Yeah, it's pervasive is the best way to say it, right? It's just it's always there. It's always looking for cheats, right? Which again, the always on thing scares some people <laughs> from a, a privacy and security perspective. Yeah, I mean, which, which so. But. I get, and like you said, that that explanation is correct, right? If you have an anti cheat that starts up with the game, it's only going to catch stuff that the game is able to detect. So it's not going to necessarily catch macros in the background or other weird stuff you might be doing on the system level. 
which is why I am writing the first ever hardware firmware based cheat module that you can plug directly into your gaming computer to bypass <laughs> Riot's kernel level anti cheat software. Let's go. Starting at the low, low price of $10,000, baby. A piece. No, $100,000 a piece. Oh, yeah. You got it, Ross. That's true. $101,000 because Riot will pay me $100,000 just yeah. to tell him about it. Let's go. $101,000 per module. <laughs> you serious about your KD, Jimmy? Get your daddy to write a check to Bitwise Dan. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, all of this <laughs> is just because people can't aim, man. Like, bro, go buy like Kovacs and just sit in there for a couple hours. You'll get good. I promise, man. Nah, practicing's hard. Buying stuff's easy. Hard. Getting good's hard. Yeah, dude. Why, why, would I, why would I work hard when I can cheat my way there, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. It's, I think at the end of the day, I was surprised how easy it was to like write scripts and macros. Like I know how to write scripts and macros, but like the fact that Logitech mice can literally just have a profile built for it out of the box yep. is like, Yep. Totally. Like, and I get it. Logitech's trying to make things more user-friendly and you can customize and you can do that stuff. I can do different profiles for my keyboard too. Um, but holy crap, like it's not, that's like takes three steps of difficulty yeah. because traditionally there's other software you have to run to make your script function with your mouse. It has to interface with your hardware, right? Mm-hmm. In some way. And a lot of these anti-cheat are designed to detect if that's running. So the fact that Logitech's just like, nah, run it right on the mouse is, yeah. is, is crazy. So Logitech G Pro Wireless, the the most like recommended mouse by pro players of Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. And guess what throw I can that do? Out there. Just gonna throw my recoil that's control a, no, right wait, on that bat. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a that's a tinfoil hat segment. <laughs> oh, All the pros use G Pro Wireless because they use recoil scripts. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's funny. I use uh I use my Dream Machine. That's my my preferred mouse until my uh Model O. Minus comes in. Never comes in. That mouse is going to be way too small for you, by the way. I'm excited, dude. I'm that excited. thing is going to be way too small for you. We'll see. I wanted to go I wanted to go with the smallest possible mouse because I was reading um, some Rocket Jump Ninja stuff. And his feedback was effectively, look, man, the smaller the mouse, the better for control. However, it's going to hurt your hand. So, like... Yeah basically meter your time playing. And I was like, yeah. let's see if that actually happens. Cause I like the dream machines mice from a hardware perspective. They have everything all the top end mice have in it. They just, they're big. Yeah. They're huge dude. Which I love. Cause I got, I got these mitts yeah. like, <laughs> so, um, I can't reach the fifth key on the guitar hero controller. Oh, so. rip. I have like abnormally short pinkies. I've noticed that about oh, yeah. myself. Oof. Like when, when, when I put on a glove for a large hand, all of my fingers hit the end and like stretch it. And then my pinky, you can like flap a little bit over. I don't, I don't know what that's all about. It's evolution. <laughs> Apparently I, I need these four, I need these fingers more than. Yeah, it's like the evolution that we talked about last episode where the Xbox player is going <laughs> to yeah. have the larger thumb because Those, of the offset analog yeah. stick. It's like, but mom, I wanted to play PlayStation. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my my bit on cheaters is hey it's easy it's pervasive um we've talked ad nauseum about rainbow six and how just screwed that whole scene is um now it's called now it's call of duty their free game is getting crapped on people are leaving it and um you know valorant at least is seeing all of this and being like yes right it's like we it's it's our time to shine baby we're gonna we're gonna come in and i I know i've said it before but esl the people who do Rainbow Six Pro League and all their other tournaments and stuff like that. 
their way to combat all of this is to force you to install a literal Russian keylogger mm-hmm. and run that and then upload the files that it prints out and send it to ESL after every game. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it, it has like a whole zip document that if you open it up, it has like every single program that's run, every single window that's open, every like key you press, every instance where there's more than two keys being hit within a set time limit. And then it has screenshots that it takes every whatever amount of time. And it's just, man. Yep. What a mess. That's, that is the, uh, the stuff you worry about, <laughs> you yeah. know, from, from, from a, a perspective. And it's, I want to make sure I uninstall that real good. Yeah. Like, su- like scrub <laughs> that up. It used to always make me laugh when we worked in retail and like the loss prevention guy would be like, we have a custom program called Sherlock. We can see every key you press. I'm like, Oh, so you have a key logger. Like, no, it's not a key. Like, no, that's, that's a key logger, bro. A key logger, dude. Sorry. Um, so anyway, so that's that's cheating in games. It happens. I don't do it. Ross doesn't do it. We're good people. The end. We're just we're just good, dude. We're, yeah, we're just better. If we click your head, it's because we're better than you. That's it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> too bad. Hold that L. Be salty. Um, <laughs> so that's a good segue directly into esports. I've got a bunch of crap, but you had like. Right I'm before this, last. oh, you want to do it last? Okay, I'm I was gonna say you, you came in the pre-brief and you were like, "Yo, Rainbow Six, I got the heat." But we'll, we'll, Rainbow Six is on fire right now. It's, it's, it is on literal fire. It's the surface of the sun. Um, yeah. So we'll cover some stuff. Um, Fox Sports still in the U.S. struggling, struggling Bro, for content. Fox so love them video games. Yeah. So they're. They, they love them video games. They have man. MLS on Fox Sports via FIFA 20 tournament. Um, it's going to be like four, I think it's four rounds, a four round tournament. Five weeks. Five weeks, four rounds or eight rounds over five. Yeah. It's, it's not a super it's long, long, it's not a super, it's not a super long series. Month, yeah. But I mean, the IndyCar and NASCAR and F1 are doing like their full seasons virtually. So, um, that's not, not super long, but I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. You know, we're just, I think every week. We're gonna see it. I, I like to just. I love bringing this back up because I'm like, you know, you know what started this? Sim racing. Fucking yeah. sim racing started this. Bad language alert. Got to go back and beep that at one hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> one hour fifteen. I'm making a note. I dropped the f bomb. One fifteen. This is marked as a family friendly podcast. Um, the post brief is not family friendly. Anyway, yeah. the yeah. So it started that. So I thought that was pretty good. In other automaker news, um, I thought this was really interesting. BMW made like a massive investment in esports, like massive, yeah. like, <laughs> like huge. Yeah, they went out and they became like uh, what do you call it? banner sponsors and partners with yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah, with not just a bunch of people. Cloud Nine, G Two, T One, mm-hmm. Fnatic, One Plus Phoenix. These are all huge high teams. tier T One teams yeah one plus phoenix t1 china so you probably don't really care but they're t1 in china t1 they're, just built a facility where they were like hey 100 thieves right yeah but that's like korea isn't it yeah but like regardless they were like hold uh you know hold my beer we're gonna we're gonna crush it and then they you know everyone's they, doing that right yeah now. i know but they went out and then they got bmw on top of it ridiculous man yeah, but I just I don't understand why these companies. Well, obviously, I like it, but I mean, what is BMW thinking and all? Because I mean, I'm not. I can't afford a BMW, Dan. 
That's why I'm playing League of Legends, a free-to-play game. <laughs> like, like, what is the thought process in that? They're betting that enough of us end up being able to afford BMWs that we buy. I had this conversation with the CEO of um, Stack Up, uh, which is a charity that helps veterans in active duty military um, at PAX. We, we talked, and there are so many companies that want a piece of the esports and gaming pie that they will do whatever they can. Um, and a lot of them, unfortunately, do it in very unhip ways, right? And, and we, we had that conversation. Um, and, and that's why he started Stack Up. Is like there were other people trying to pick at the gaming demographic to raise money for veterans and active duty military, but they were just like very unhip about it. And yeah. so to me, this is nothing more than some bean counters at BMW looking at the esports industry, looking at these teams, looking at the investment these teams have brought on. And we actually have like, uh, you know, we're going to talk about phase in like two seconds in their series a um, phase up. And then, phase up. you know, it's just, a, it's a smart, it's a smart investment for them. And especially right now, like yeah. it, it, it is the only thing anybody's watching. It's constantly killing numbers. Um, you know, some of those teams like G2 do have sim racing teams, which there's some crossover, you know, there at least. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. So, so there is that. But yeah, it's it, to me, it's just another big company with a bunch of money making an investment move and uh, hoping that some percentage of us are able to buy their $50,000 cars. No, I'm going to be too busy buying $60 Valorant skins, unfortunately. Bro, those skins are so expensive. <laughs> they are so expensive. I was like, oh, a knife skin, $35, bro. I mean, I guess it's better than spending $300 for say, like a Dan CSGO skin. So he doesn't have a frame of reference for any of this. Holy crap, dude. I was like, oh, 10 bucks here, 15 bucks there, $20 pack there. No, no. No, no sir. You Tough want this stuff. like blue gun? 50 bucks. Yeah, easy. So no, the only thing we know though is that G two got a three year deal. We don't know anything else. We don't know dollar amount, nothing. Yeah, we G2 just two got three years. We just know that they're going to have BMW like on their jerseys, and it's like a title sponsor, basically, is is yeah. what it looks like. So I'm assuming a good chunk of cash for for these guys, especially for these teams. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm just waiting for them to try to sell me like a sixty thousand dollar G two BMW next year. They're like, it's yeah. the <laughs> they they have the marketing opportunity because they have an M two, which is one of their cars. They could be like, this is the M two G two M two. You know, like just oh, like okay. the G two the G two. I'm for hire BMW. Sign me up for marketing. I'm expensive, but you know I'm good. So <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like my hourly rate, but um, well. I guess if you're investing in all these teams, you're not that worried about hourly rates, huh? No. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see uh, what that turns into. And I'm just, I'm cool with it though. Like Coca-Cola is sponsoring a bunch of the sim racing stuff. Like there are big brands attaching themselves. Yeah, different. Like to, I can go different. buy a Coke. I can't go buy a BMW, man. That's true. Come on, man. Get that thing financed. What's what's so a thousand what bucks a want, month? What I do want is I want them to put some wheels on one of their chairs and try and sell that to me. That I'll buy. That I can buy. Because <laughs> gaming shares suck right now. You, when we were talking about Logitech, I wanted to talk about the uh, the Herman Miller. Oh yeah, hell um, yeah. Collaboration that they have going coming on right now. Literally everyone is going to want one of those chairs. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely everyone is going to want a Logitech Herman Miller chair. It's just you will never find them. You have a better chance of getting 
the most expensive pair of Jordans or what the new Supreme drop or whatever, you're going to have a better chance of getting that. Yeah. Those shares. I mean, we had that conversation for like a year <laughs> and then you texted me when it finally dropped. You're like, finally, they've listened, you know, finally um, a good gaming chair. Yeah. And the, you know, gaming chair segment, let's go. My, no. my biggest problem with gaming chairs is like, they don't have to be race car seats. No, like it's, I don't want a race car seat. I don't even want a race yeah, car seat for my sim racing rig. Like it's comfortable. I'll take it. You know, I guess, but like they're all hard and like they don't offer good lumbar support and no. like I don't know. And I've got like I opted for a forty dollar Wayfair desk chair. That's what I opted for. I sat in a bunch of chairs and I was like, I'm just gonna get the yeah. super well, basic I'm, one. I'm a I'm a sponsored player for Staples Esports right now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking the like the seventy dollar Staples chair. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade my chair though, honestly, because this one doesn't have like the the lock for the lean. Yeah, li- listen, man. When when all this is over, you and I are going to a uh, Herman Miller show floor. Hell yeah! the The closest one is like somewhere in Boston. It's like in the city. Yeah, we'll get there. It's or all we'll, good. We'll go. It's, it's gonna be good. a day trip. Yeah. We're gonna go pick one out. It'll be good. We're each gonna spend like fifteen hundred on chair, but we'll be good for the rest of our lives. We'll, man. we'll, we'll be hyper comfortable. I'll see if I can get my work to cover it. The chair they have me on at work is worse than this forty dollar chair. I come, I come home and I'm like, ah, and it's like it's a three hundred dollar office chair that I'm just like yeah. just miserable after sitting in. I think it's because a lot of the and this is a problem with gaming chairs for me too. They're made for normal sized people. Yeah, and so like. I sit in my office chair at work and the lumbar supports like in my tailbone. You know what I mean? Like, and like my lower back comes up over the, e- like the back of the chair. I'm just, and I'm not like freakishly tall. Um, I'm only so six for being tall. Yeah. I'm, I'm only six two, but like we have a dude that's almost seven foot that works with us and he had to buy a custom chair. Yeah. Like it was straight up. Not okay. So I have that problem already. And then most gaming chairs, there's like two brands that even recommend for over like five eleven. They're like, yeah, don't sit in this if you weigh more than 100 pounds and are taller than 5'8". It's like, sorry, yeah. dude, not me. So, um, And then, of course, those are like rock hard, you know, because they're... Anyway, I digress. So FaZe got their Series A. If you're not into, um, if you're not into investment, Series A is your first major um, capitalization where you take on investment money traditionally for shares in the company. Um, it can be a mix of things. It doesn't have to be one investor. It can be many investors. It's uh, it's, an inve- did. It's, a, it's a portfolio traditionally approach. Um, and you close that series when you hit the amount of money you're happy with. So um, they closed 40 million in series A, which is a lot of money. I worked for a startup where we got 40 million for our series A. And I can tell you what that looks like. That looks like offices with ping pong tables and putting greens and free lunch <laughs> every Friday. Pods. Yeah. And just like dope stuff. We opened like a German office and an Ireland office, like right afterwards in a San Jose office, 40 million in, in funding is a lot of stuff. It is, that is a lot of money. So good for them. Phase up. Hopefully, hopefully it turns into, you know, whatever they need. Traditionally, it's funny. I don't know, like, I know about business. I don't know about esports business. It's got to be like a different model in a lot of ways. Um, traditionally, really a, yeah, traditionally, a huge chunk of money like that is meant for um, rocket ship levels of accelerated growth. So usually you'll take that 40 million, you'll go, you'll buy a bunch of offices, you'll hire tons of people, you'll put a huge marketing push into the place, and you'll just start trying to just wrap your tendrils around every inch of the market you can get and claw it in, right? Like that's usually what that, a large chunk of funding like that's for. 
in esports, I don't know, like you're already phase. And yeah, now you have $40 million. Phased. Like, not well, really sure. They're, they're starting to make that push into the, the we're like the supreme brand mm-hmm. of, of gaming now. All there, if you looked at the people who were in the funding, it's all rappers, celebrity people, athletes. Like, it's not so much as they need this money for their gaming. Cause I mean, if you think about it, they already have a CDL team that they paid 25 mil for. Mm-hmm. They already have teams in Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six. I'm assuming pretty much any game you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what 40 mil is going to buy them in terms of the esports landscape. So I think this is more of a push for them to be the the supreme that they we all kind of make fun of them for being. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the esports themselves, I'm assuming, this is my, my assumption are not going to be the moneymaker for a lot of these teams. It is the it is the brand that they build, the reach that they gain, and then, you know, the sponsorship money uh, based on that reach, the phase controller sticky grips I'm looking at right now, the the Bitwise Dan swag jersey, you know, like oh, they're sponsored by Nissan. Look at that. Yeah, and then I know Liquid is sponsored by Honda, so I guess car dealerships and esports just go hand in hand for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I can afford a Nissan. I got two of them. Phase up. <laughs> it was sponsored by Toyota. I don't know. Oh, that, that, that's me. <laughs> that's... I'm driving the Corolla. When is the, when are we getting like Corolla esports? Because man, sign me up. Sign me up. Corolla I'll represent e-sports. the band. Yeah. So good for them. We'll 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 see what happens. We've talked about like uh, hundred thieves, and it's like you know how they didn't pay a cent for their compound. It's like the Cash App Tostinos Chipotle compound. <laughs> it's like it's the smart way to do things. So. um yeah, I'm I'm really interested in esports and stuff. And actually, I had it as the last thing, but I'll kind of jump to that now. I was looking at there's a Games Beat does a conference, and um, a lot of what they focus on is the gaming industry and in esports and stuff like that. And obviously, that's been canceled. So they're doing um, an online version of it, and it's really open to anybody who wants to sign up, which is kind of cool. Um, usually, it's m- way more focused towards like directors at gaming companies, director level people, and uh, you know, gaming industry people and that type of thing, but it's, it's going to be open. And they're talking a lot about a lot of this conference is about esports as a business, how it's been growing, where it's going and that type of thing. So that is available digitally. It does cost money. It's like zero to $400 depending on the package, you know, but um, I don't know if they got like a $40 package, your boy might go check out some, some information about esports. Oh, to attend. I thought it was yeah. like 400 to do out. Like, Oh, I, all I got to do is pay 400 and do, I can do my own Ted talk. <laughs> like sign me up, man. Ross is talking. Ross is talking. No, usually you got to do a call for papers and Ugh. lose. And I did that dude once for um total aside. I, I, I became a finalist on a, to do a talk at a conference. And then they were like, bro, the conference is, the conference is in Idaho. <laughs> And we're not flying you from Massachusetts. So yeah. Good luck. I was like, thanks. So um awesome. We talked about the Valorant Bug Bounty program. Val- this is my favorite headline of this week. Okay. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit you with my favorite headline. No. The, the headline was Valorant unveils initial esports plans, and the plans were we care about the community and we'll take their feedback <laughs> under advisement. Yeah, we knew that. And it's like you but where are the plans? Where like, are the that, plans? That's the plans. So, okay. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get like an actual roadmap eventually. Hopefully. Yeah. They're like, we talked to a, a hundred different esports orgs, and we want their input. 
My input is I want an actual roadmap right now. Yeah, I need to know. I want to like. I guess the good thing is everybody's been talking about how it's going to be the next esport, and it's obviously built to be an esport. And now they've come out and they've like completely acknowledged, like, yes, obviously that's that's the best. That's how it's like. How do you make money on a game that's free to play? You have content, and then you have to put it in front of everybody. So how do you put it in front of everybody the easiest? Esports, like. And streamers who they paid a lot. You're right. Why would you make a multiplayer game not with the mindset of esports? Yeah, like when that's your been your forte. This is why you have the money to make all these games and exactly. these single player games and these movies and the, all this stuff. It's because of esports. I would all actually esports dollars. I would suggest going in. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix. It might still be there, but it is basically the story of how league of legends went from like this little game to being uh, like an esport, a global esports phenomena. And it was, it was pretty cool uh, to watch. So I spent $30 on skins 10 years ago. Yep, exactly. That's how you're welcome for my money. I quit your you're game welcome. after two weeks. So that's, that's everything I had. Now it is time. It is time for the dumpster yeah, fire. That is rainbow okay. six to have its own segment on our show. Oh, it has its own separate page. Oh, in he's got notes. papers and shit. So stuff. bad. Okay. Now we have that. Siege is on absolute fire right now. Mm. So Dan, if you do not know rainbow six siege season 11 of pro league is over as of April 13th. Okay. I believe that's the date, but season 11 is over. The way it works is the top two teams from each region go to fly out to an exotic location, mm. usually Brazil, and they go play in a finals. Um, that obviously got canceled, so season 11 is pretty much over. The The winners of each region essentially got paid out whatever the purse was going to be for the finals okay. at the land event. So, for all intents and purposes, season 11 over. Now, season 12 is, was, was, not is, was supposed to be Ubisoft's big coming out party. It was supposed to be their big step into being a T1 esport, which is what we have been clamoring for for the past two years, as they've been accruing all these wonderful good graces for their game that was kind of garbage and now is not garbage anymore, but kind of unplayable at the same time but got really good huge popular esport totally deserves to be in a tier one esport because like how it is it's just it's completely different from absolutely every single first person shooter on the market right now and there is a market for it and it does deserve to be a tier one esport but i'm scared that ubisoft kind of ruined it all and a lot of this kind of isn't really their fault because some of it falls on the pandemic and everything but a lot of it's kind of ubisoft so for season 12, their plan was to have a 10-team LAN league because the seasons right now, as they are, run online. So they, back in like December, no, back in like September, actually, they flew owners from all of these orgs into Montreal and basically told them, hey, season 12 for North America. Now, this is kind of separate from Europe and separate from mm-hmm. Brazil, but North America in particular we're going to ha- need to have every single team staying in Las Vegas because we are going to have a land league in Las Vegas. There's going to be 10 teams. We're not going to relegate teams this season. If you're in last place, whatever, we're not going to worry about it. So we're going to have the eight teams from the previous season, and then we're going to add in two other teams that were the like the lower division teams 
So instead of making them play for their promotion, they're just kind of like, you know what? You're the only two teams that have decent players and have an actual org and aren't called like Bruh or Joe Esports. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. These teams are called PogChamp, Bruh, Joe Esports, Life is Pain. Like the this is this is lower division of Siege in North Love America. it. I can fit um, in. I can fit in with my team. So instead of doing PogChamp and Bruh and Joe Esports, they decided to promote a team called the Susquehanna Sonics. Okay, that makes I Susquehanna that. being a town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania has like three different esports teams for some reason because they wanted to be an esports capital, but they're Pennsylvania and no one cares about them. I like um, driving through it. A lot of pretty fields. Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, Susquehanna Sonics, which is not you know when you think tier one esports, you're not thinking of evil geniuses going up against the Susquehanna Sonics. I am now. And then a random T2 team called Disrupt Gaming. Get a Disrupt. Which, I mean, they're, they're, they're in other games, but, you know, they're not a namestay. So, unfortunately, not a lot. Of, well, not a lot, but a couple teams didn't like the idea of moving to a land league. Evil Geniuses, which is the one of the oldest teams that has been invested in Rainbow Six. They have been, they were kind of, the initial like the really first 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 tier one esport that kind of bought in there was like rogue liquid phase kind of all did around the same time but evil geniuses was the first big north american one i believe so they've been here from essentially the beginning of esports at siege evil geniuses kind of houses all their players in an apartment area in seattle so they didn't want to just randomly move one of their teams to las vegas just for the sake of this game so they weren't happy with it, but Ubisoft was kind of, this is happening, you're going to deal with it, or leave. So EG left. EG dropped their team and are no longer in Rainbow Six. Wow. So that's one team out. Reciprocity, as you know, got dropped by their org because they couldn't be afforded. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a second team. Now, again, Luminosity Gaming, a, a giant Esports organization. They're in Overwatch League. I believe they have holdings in CDL. I don't know about that one, but they're a, a T1 esports. Um, T1 esports team. They didn't like the. F- they didn't essentially like their cut of the money in all this because what Ubisoft does is called the the pilot program, and the pilot program is basically they have skins for every esports team, and then they share like the revenue. Mm-hmm. For season 12, they were splitting their pilot program into three tiers. So initially, they only had like 16 teams or whatever, but obviously they have 10 teams in each region, so a lot of teams got left out. Their plan for this new season was to have every single pro league team in this pilot program. So for every single team in pro league, regardless if if you're in North America or if you're in Korea or like Singapore or whatever, if you're in pro league, you will have some sort of in-game item that you can get revenue from. Nice. They basically cut it into three tiers so there's tier one tier two tier three tier three is kind of the lowest one where you get maybe like an in-game charm or like not a whole lot yeah tier two you might get a weapon skin tier one is you get like a full operator get up a full gun skin full um weapon camp uh weapon charm and then there was talks about maybe they would make an exclusive sort of themed skin around it because right now they're really just palette swapping a lot of these things to be, you know, esports colors and they'll they'll tack yeah. on a name and a hashtag to it. But 
so for an example, I don't know if you remember, do you remember the character Vigil, like the yeah. character with the mask? So there was talks about, okay, well, that character would have like the G2 mask on him instead of just like his normal mask. So yeah. they want to do themes around the teams. So I guess all of this obviously is hearsay. All of this is he said, he said, he said that I heard, but a lot of this is kind of being reported and corroborated. Luminosity didn't like the fact that they were in tier three. So they were like, okay, well, we're moving a whole team to Las Vegas, paying for them, but we're only getting this much. That doesn't, I mean, we're Luminosity Gaming. Yeah. You're going to have to fix that. So this all happened before Reciprocity got bailed on. Once Reciprocity dropped their team, Ubisoft went back to LG and was like, hey, we'll make you tier two. We'll do all this. We'll do all this. And the talk started coming along and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe LG would come back. Maybe they would, you know, sign up for it. But then a su- apparently reciprocity found an actual org. So Ubisoft was just like, go kick rocks. We don't care. Wow. <laughs> all, all this happened before the second half of season 11. So this is all February, March. This is all two months ago. So these teams are essentially playing half of a season, not knowing what's going to happen to them mm-hmm. next season. And again, like I said, all these teams had to be in a part in the pilot program. So if you are a player who is not on a sponsored team that is not part of this program, you are not allowed in Pro League. You can be the first place team from season 11, but if for some reason you do not have an org going into season 12, goodbye. Wow. We don't care. So the problem is EG dropped their roster. They don't have an org. They were last place. So in like the old format, they would have gotten relegated anyways or they would have had to play for their spot, one or the other. Um, Luminosity got sixth place, which they would be fine in the current format. They would go on to Season 12, no problem, if it continued to be an online league. But they don't have an org right now, so they're essentially gone. So now this crazy, awesome 10-team land league has devolved into EG being gone, LG being gone, and now it's Susquehanna Sonics and... Disrupt gaming taking their place essentially. Great. And the 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 teams in North America aren't really tier one um for the most part. So you have E United, which is kind of not really tier one when you think about it. Um Dark Zero, which is kind of a like a homegrown team, not really it's not a tier one team. They only have any uh Rainbow Six team. Tempo Storm, I guess you can call tier one. Uh Space Station Gaming, which is not tier one. They're kind of just like they're in a couple games. They do well, but they're more like a like a YouTube brand, if anything. But they're, I mean, obviously they're the world champion, so I gotta give them respect for that. Um, you had Reciprocity, you had Evil Geniuses, you had Luminosity. I don't know. That's a Sonics, though. Yeah, you got yeah Susquehanna Sonics, and you have. I, don't, I guess United's your biggest team right now. <sighs> In North America, which is kind of... Eh. Meanwhile, you have Cloud9 with a team in Korea that which nobody watches. But that's a whole different talking point. For so, that's North America in a nutshell. Now, I'm going to move to Brazil. Okay. Where... <laughs> the 8th place team in Brazil right now is currently suing their org for $100,000 of US money. For essentially lost wages. Um, apparently, they weren't getting paid. They were being housed in a, I'm, it's 250 square meters, so I guess it ends up being 
2,500 square feet or something like that. When I first read that, I thought it was an error because I was thinking in square feet. I was like, bro, there's no way there's pe- there's people in 250 like, square foot apartments or whatever. But apparently this one house is 2,500 square feet. Bro, that's 820 square feet. Square feet. No, no way. 250 meters is 800. 250 square meters meter. 820. Square meters. Square meters. Okay, square do. meters. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's, we're we're going to do the calculation. You keep talking. I'll do the calculation okay. to get there. Okay, so basically, they fit 16 people into what equivalates to equivalent. What um ends up being like a three-bedroom, four-bedroom, yeah, two-to-three like three bath. 2,700. It's, it's basically a single-family home for like upper, upper middle-class people. They fit 16 people into this house, which was their entire Rainbow Six roster, an entire Counter-Strike roster, and then a couple of coaches and like two or three League of Legends players. And supposedly the Rainbow Six's working team working area was a quote unquote moldy garage. Tasty. And the internet was bad. And I guess this dude paid for the lowest quality. <laughs> <laughs> like like the Comcast, I just want to access my email internet. Yeah, 15 granted, megs. This, is, this team is playing at the highest level in Rainbow Six Pro League, granted poorly because they were 8th place, but they were still in the highest league. Um, So I guess out of the 100,000 that they're asking for, th- these are like the actual numbers for like each player. I want to I get this right. So... They're asked for each player. They're asking four point six thousand. This is all U.S. money. I don't want to go into Brazil money. I don't really care. But um, so in U.S. money, um, forty six hundred in paid wages for each player and coach and analyst. Um, Thirty two hundred in missed prize pool payments, which Ooh, is interesting. Spicy. Um, <laughs> Forty two hundred in mental damages related to living conditions and lack of like food and stuff like that because. I guess they didn't really supply them very well. They just said, "Here, here's a house. Here's some money. Have fun. Good luck, yeah." Um, and then twenty eight hundred in legal fees and severance. Great, love it. Yeah. And then apparently, before they made pro league, they were getting paid ninety five dollars a month. And then once they made pro league, they managed to negotiate it to a steep eight hundred dollars a month. Whoa. As professional esports players playing in a soon-to-be tier one league. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 real bad. That's like the you'd expect that and to be that's like the T, as the kids say. Yeah. You you would expect that type of thing out of a uh I don't know. Not it's like a Fiverr logo esports. Yeah, that's what league. I mean. I mean minus the twenty six hundred square foot house. That's you know. Depending where you are, that's money, son. But yeah. uh yeah, that's crazy. When you when you told me that beforehand and you were like I was like, bro, I got four people in my family. I'm looking at a twenty five hundred square foot house. Yeah, it's like a and, normal size yeah, house. And I'm like, I don't I can't. Six like people. Sixteen people, like I I mean, I have cookouts here, right? And it's probably half that size where I live now. And it's fine, right? But if I have like I can't imagine having all of those people inside at once, even if I had double the space. Yeah. It would be and then, insane. And they're living there yeah. and they're sleeping there. They're eating there. Yeah. They're playing there. That's crazy, dude. And apparently the conditions were so bad there. Like it, it was so hot. They had to not play for times because they would just get headaches. Oh, geez, dude. 
melt the computers. Like, melt the computers, yeah. Terrible. Well, that was that was a good esports news to end on. All, all the bad orgs got to go, man. Yeah, kill them. All Take them out back and old yell at them. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. All the bad orgs got to go. But I want to I want to credit LG that even though they dropped their roster and the the problem with all this is that these poor players are in Las Vegas in a random house. All this pandemic stuff's going on. They can't really get home. You know, everything's like locked down and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is all going on. They don't know if they're a, they don't even know if they're going to play in pro league next season. They don't know if they're going to get an org. They don't know when they're going to be able to go home, but to their credit, LG is paying for the house right now. And to their credit, LG is working to get them all home. So props to LG. Doing the the basic thing required for human beings. Well, it's, it's, I guess that's, you know, the point. I'll I'll end on is the um the standard for props is just like too low. You know what I mean? By the way, the Brazil team is called Team One. Team one. As in team we pay one dollar. Yeah, no shit. Um yeah. Terrible <laughs> stuff. Rainbow Six Terrible. is on fire. It's bad. I love it. I love it. Well we'll see. But the problem is this land league isn't supposed to start for two, three months. Oh, so Lord. yeah. So they're, I'm sure it'll fix itself out, but right now, man, it is just on fire. It just looks and, it, and in classic Ubisoft fashion, we have no info on anything. All we have is, are just these leaker accounts. And then we have Reddit threads and we have, we have, <laughs> we have just people in, in the know making tweets, like allegedly, Reciprocity's new org is uh, Genji, mm-hmm. which is like a League of Legends team from Korea. So, um, someone was tweeting, "Man, we we lost EG and LG, and we ended up with Susquehanna Sonics disrupting an Overwatch character." <laughs> that's awesome. That's so that awesome. that's why everyone thinks it's Genji. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. But the problem is, people like were searching for Genji esports, and they found this like Fiverr logo oh, no. esports team that only sponsors Hearthstone players. And like, no way, no way, this is reciprocity right now. I want to be a pro Hearthstone player. Let's go. So was that it, Dan? <laughs> Let's go. Was that everything? You know, that's everything I have. Um, the only thing I'll like, you know, I'll throw out the standard. You know, Bitwise Dan on everything for me. The second I is a one. B I T W one S E D. And or bit w1 sedan uh ross's reign our success on the old twitter and it might not be our success for long if this keeps I, up i, I know it's gonna be changing change um you can follow gamezo gamezo gg on twitter gamezo.co.uk is the website you can read about all of our gaming news and cool stuff uh we're here every what is this sunday two-ish p.m eastern time live and then you can get us mondays um on all podcasting platforms in the the evening time frame um eastern time go follow us throw us a like five stars review all that stuff so that's all good um we're gonna we're gonna hit the uh the brb button and then ross plan so we're gonna hit the brb button and then we're gonna come back and for the live viewers only at this time we're gonna are there live viewers yeah there are there's a few we get a few um, mm-hmm. they're, they're not very chatty live viewers, but we're going to come back and we're going to hit them with the old, uh, we're going to hit them with the old debrief and see if there's, uh, any fires we can start any salacious okay. material we can release.